Hey everyone, and welcome to the Cheyenne Hills podcast, Verse by Verse. We know it's often hard to find time to spend studying God's Word, so we're happy you can join us as we read, unpack, and discuss Scripture every Tuesday and Thursday. We hope you enjoy the program. Across the street and around the world, Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello Welcome to our Verse by Verse podcast. I am Renee Minder. I'm the executive minister here at Cheyenne Hills Church. And today I have with me Tiffany Erickson. She's our children's director. Hello. And Austin Meissner. He's our youth guy. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. So today we are, uh, again, we are looking at the story of Joseph and the tension is mounting. We see that uh, the brothers had to go and get food because of the famine and Joseph recognized who they were. He realized his dream was coming true. God was making his dream come true about them bowing to him. He sent them back with some grain and their money. And they were concerned. Their guilt kind of was bubbling up. They were like, what is God doing to us? Uh, He's testing to see if we're honest men. And so last time when we left off, they were still struggling on whether they would go back to Egypt, get more grain. And if they did, they were going to have to take Benjamin. Jacob was totally against that. So today we are going to pick up uh, in chapter 43, verse 1. Now the famine was severe in the land, and they had eaten the grain that they had brought from Egypt. Their father said to them, Go again, buy us a little food. But Judah said to him, The man solemnly warned us, saying, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you will send our brother with us, we will go down and buy you food. But if you will not send him, we will not go down. For the man said to us, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. Israel said, Why did you treat me so badly as to tell the man that you had another brother? They replied, The man questioned us carefully about ourselves and our kindred, saying, Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? What we told him was an answer to these questions. Could we in any way know that he would say, Bring your brother down? And Judah said to Israel his father, Send the boy with me, and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die. Both we and you, and also our little ones, I will be a pledge of his safety. From my hand you shall require him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. If we had not delayed, we would now have returned twice. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the choice fruits of the land in your bags and carry a present down to the man, a little balm and a little honey, gum, myrrh, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Take double the money with you. Carry back with you the money that was returned in the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. Take also your brother, and arise, go again to the man. May God Almighty grant you mercy before the man, and may he send back your other brother and Benjamin. And as for me, if I am bereaved of my children, I am bereaved. So the men took this present, and they took double the money with them, and Benjamin. They arose and went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of the house, Bring the men into the house, and slaughter an animal, and make ready for the men, or to dine with me at noon. The man, the man did as Joseph told him and brought the men to Joseph's house. And the men were afraid because they were brought to Joseph's house. And they said, It is because of the money which was replaced in our sacks the first time that we are brought in so that he may assault us and fall upon us to make us servants and seize our donkeys. So here we see Jacob is finally convinced to let Benjamin go, right? Under duress. Under duress, yeah. I mean, so Judah says, hey, you know, I promise, and we were all kind of laughing beforehand, we were talking through this, that Judah, you know, he's kind of had a patchy past, 
and for him to make this solemn vow and for Jacob to trust him is kind of amazing. Um, but one thing that we were we can see here is that uh, Jacob Jacob says, "Okay, take Benjamin, but also take some good gifts." Mm-hmm. So he's trying to do whatever he can to appease Joseph, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's trying to make sure that he gets both his boys back in one piece, more or less. Yeah. So I guess when you go into you know foreign land, it's good to take gifts. I mean, when in Rome, do when, Romans yeah, do. take take some good gifts there. Uh, you know, I also see here that Jacob says, oh, uh, he's really relying on God to give him them mercy as they get there, mm-hmm. as they travel. Uh, we were talking about now, how far, how far is this trip from uh, Canaan to Egypt where Joseph is? What it's about we- 200 miles from Beersheba, if if my measure, little ruler and everything was correct. So it's about 200 miles. So. 200 miles. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the average person i mean didn't they say 15 to 20 miles a day so it probably was a 10-day trip maybe mm-hmm. yeah quite like just idea. just to get there yeah just to get there yeah so when they saw that their food was kind of running out so they kind of were, were sitting on this uh hoping. decision hoping that something was going to change mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. And, and i think one of the things that I, I know i saw even just as reading through this that we hadn't talked about before is the fact that um using uh judah to be that promise, you know, mm. Jesus actually comes from the light of Judah, and you know that's where I would make my mistake of saying, okay, so m- maybe this is a foreshadowing moment of, okay, so this is like just continue, even though Judah is not the greatest guy, like this is from whom the greatest guy is going to come from. I, I don't know, but that's just as I was reading through that. Because Reuben made a similar promise, right, um, mm-hmm. many weeks before, and and it was a no go for Jacob. So, you know, here at after all of this time has passed, nothing has changed. The famine isn't letting up. He's kind of at the end of his self and, you know, running out of options essentially. But then, yeah, it is interesting that Judah is the one that steps in and says, hey, this will be on my shoulders. Um, I'll take responsibility and you can hold me accountable. Right. Well, and I think it's really interesting, despite the fact that there's a famine going on, uh, his dad's like, here, take all of this stuff that grows as well so like maybe it was a very particular to whether it was wheat or whatever they i mean it was obviously something they needed that they couldn't get at that point because i don't know that you could just live off of almonds and all of these other things but jacob had enough uh, of his own riches that he was like i'm willing to give this stuff up which would have been a survival a last result survival i'm willing to give this up to, to actually appease this person so that i may actually get another mouth to feed back in return plus they were also um it, we talked about in the former chapter that they they knew that Joseph or they 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 were guessing that Joseph was trying to see if they were honest men. So here they want to prove that. So they're taking not only gifts, but then they're taking double the money plus the money that was put in their sack. So I mean, they are really wanting. They're they're, really, they're carrying quite a lot of goods. <laughs> yes. So it might have taken them twelve days to get there. Maybe it was, maybe they were packed down and their trip didn't take so long. So here at the end. We see that they're kind of they, something surprising happens. They were ushered into Joseph's house. They were afraid. They were terrified. Yeah, they immediately think the worst, right? They immediately think, "Oh, this is this is different than it was the first time around." And what does that mean? It probably is, you know, evidence of he knows we did something or he thinks we did something wrong and now we're going to 
um, pay for it. Yeah. Well, I kind of think of it like getting off an international flight flight to with the TSA, right? You get shoved in a, a room in a random. It's like, okay, what did what did they find in my bag? Did I bring something illegal on accident? Why am I in this room all by myself? Like, that's kind of like what my brain was like. like we get to this foreign place, and now all of a sudden we're getting shunted into this room of of people who could do really bad things if they wanted to. To me. Yeah, and so. that's their fear that they're going to become slaves and they're not going to get back to their dad. And I mean, they're just thinking everything's going to blow up. But the reality of it is he's almost, he's treating them like family. He's bringing them to his home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how often in our lives do we kind of look at situations and we're like, oh, this could be the worst thing ever. But if you really zoom out and just, you know, trust that God has you and that, you know, you are aiming to be honest and you are, you know, um, but you know, to, to take it at face value of like, yeah, he's inviting us into his home. Well, and sometimes don't we misread our circumstances? Mm -hmm. I mean, I just think how often I have done that where I think someone is upset with me, or maybe this is the, like you said, this is the worst thing ever. And then later you find out, boy, my brain was so focused or I, my lens was so clouded with what God was really wanting to do. You're kind of um, surprised by the results. Right. You almost project whatever it is that's going on in your psychology, in your soul or whatever. And you project that on the situation rather than seeing what God actually has for us. And Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so what are some takeaways that we can kind of ponder on, chew on in this section? Well, I know I mentioned this earlier, but I think one of the it, it's ironic in, in the fact that uh, God is already going to provide all of these things for him, and yet uh, Jacob is sending all of this stuff to try to appease this other great individual of saying, "Well, I, I, you know, just give us food to live, and I'm going to give you all of this great stuff." And how oftentimes we can um, bring our good deeds and think that then God owes us something from that of saying, "Well, I do, I do all of this work, I do all of this volunteering, I, I do all the things you're, and so you're supposed to." give me blessings and all of these other things. But if you look not only at the Bible, but also like through church history, um, just how many missionaries did like gave up everything they, but they weren't rewarded with, with blessings that most often they either died or their families died on in transit. And so like for us to actually think that we're giving something to God is, is arrogant to some degree. And so for us to really take stock of well, like we're buying, yeah, like, we're, so, we're trying to buy someone mm -hmm. off. I mean, you know, gain favor by when really God just wants our heart. Mm -hmm. And the best thing we can do is our heart, not, you know, and <clears throat> everything from that, you know, whether it's money, a tithe or whatever service that all comes out of our heart. Yeah, he wants a humble yeah. and obedient heart, not a, uh, here's the Levitical law. So I'm going to do this so that yeah. you do this for me. Yeah. So, yeah, that is really interesting and, and how um, just that human nature can get in the way of, and he's like, here is literally everything I can give you um, in this time of famine. I'm going to do everything within my power to make sure that it's, but he does at the end of it, he does say, may God almighty grant you mercy before mm -hmm. the man. And so he knows that there's that God piece. I just, you know, I wish that personally that that would be the, the beginning and the end of that you know, preparation of making that journey back. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, I think we will end there until next time. Hope you can join us.